the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Georgia has certified former Vice President Joe Biden's narrow win over President Trump. Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger says after a hand count and audit, Joe Biden has won the majority of the votes in the presidential election in his state. The numbers reflect the verdict of the people. Governor Brian Kemp, even after certifying the election, questioned the validity of some absentee ballots. This audit only looked at ballots, not the signatures on the absentee applications or the signatures on the ballot envelopes. President Trump has also railed against absentee ballots. His campaign has until early next week to request a recount. I'm Tim McGuire. On Wall Street Friday, a losing session across the board. The Dow was down by 219 points. The Nasdaq was down by 50. This is SRN News. Here are the facts. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. Having to do your own digital marketing while trying to manage your business, well, there's just not enough time in the day. You need Salem Surround. You're doing all you can to market your business, but are you sure you have the right strategy or seeing a great return on investment? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. We'll design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies, using everything in our toolkit to work for you. Digital, audio, mobile, even audience-engaging contests and promotions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. It's a wild time. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator. And that is the free lunch myth. Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists' uh, words carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440, hour of our show, of our uh, pre-Thanksgiving weekend uh, show, and um, 
you probably might you you possibly will hear this again on Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving weekend too because I'm super excited to bring back we had John we've not had John on in some time uh and um I just um I just love having him on John Spry professor of economics at the University of St Thomas um is with us Yes, that that sound, by the way, is the is the spry light, um, which uh, sounds remarkably like something from Star Wars. Not positive about that, but but anyway, John. Good morning. How are you? Happy happy to be with you. And I've been thinking a lot, obviously, about COVID nineteen and infections, but also the informational problem associated with this pandemic that I think we don't talk about enough. Yeah, I think, and I think that's a really, really good illustration of that. But, you know, you gave me a couple questions and I, 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 that we might talk about, but I'm going to start with the one that's really at the fundamental, it's, to me it's one of the fundamental principles of economics. When you explain to a first-year econ student what it means to think about, at, about thinking at the margin, how do you explain that to them, John? Oh, um, I try to, it depends. If they understand calculus, it's really, it's really easy. Uh, okay, so assume they don't. Is, a, <laughs> is about is about change. Yes, and yes it is. so um, uh, I usually have some kind of activity in normal times that involves candy. And they start seeing that, like, the marginal benefit of their candy really drops after you've had a couple. Particularly if it's just one kind of candy. Um, uh, Sometimes we can talk about what people were doing last night at the bars in St. Paul, which apparently got a lot of news attention, uh, which is we could talk about the value of having another beer. And at Mm -hmm. first it's really good, but at some point you really wouldn't want to have uh, many more beers. So um, think, thinking about the margin as I try to get them to also use the word incremental, because economists use margin a lot, but incremental makes more sense or just one more round of beer for everybody in the bar. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? And how does that change from 8 p.m. to, say, uh, 1.30 in the morning when you've already had a lot? So as you think about uh, COVID restrictions, John Spry, and you're thinking about this, the orders that have come down from uh, the governor, uh, Governor Walz, this week, how would thinking at the margin uh, be applied to how you might craft the, the orders that they issued? Well, you would, you, you would like with, uh, with the virus – to to get a virus under control, you would need, on average, everybody that has the virus to spread it to less than one person. So you're trying to figure out what can we do to avoid the situations that spread the virus. And and there are are lots of ways of, of doing this. A vaccine is going to be really helpful in the future because that's going to mean somebody that has a live infection comes in contact with somebody and the virus doesn't spread because that second person is vaccinated. But now you can think about, for example, with restaurants, uh, rather than thinking at the margin, I think we've kind of done like a blunt, a blunt solution where we're closing restaurants for four days. But we, we did keep all the bars open, and the bars were going until the 10 o'clock closing uh, pretty heavy in St. Paul. Uh, for a couple more days. So at the margin, you might think, would it have been helpful to sh- to reduce activity at bars, maybe have limits on the number of people from dif- different households that can be together at the same bar or the bar rail um, earlier this week, and then think about how how the virus is spreading and this this goes back to the informational thing. When the when coronavirus started, we kind of had ideas about how other viruses spread, but each virus is a little bit different in how long 
Uh, it takes from when you were exposed to it to develop symptoms, how long you're infectious. And so there was a lot of information we didn't have. And I think over time, we've learned a lot of things. Uh, the Japanese have been using their three Cs, which is close, closed, and I don't know, not coughing, but that would be bad too. And so the Japanese sort of focus has been avoid being in close contact uh, uh, in a closed space, not an outdoor space, in a, in a really tight space with people coughing and something else I can't remember. And so here, um, for restaurants, it seems the risk is very, of the virus spreading, it's very, very different if uh, a family that is uh, living together as essentially their own bubble goes out to eat and you have like a mom and a dad and the kids at the table and everybody else is quite a, uh, far away versus, say, uh, 12 guys in a fantasy football league gathering for three hours, eating, drinking without masks all around a big, long table uh, from 12 different households. Yeah. So, so that would be one way to get at it. So, I, I, I've heard that and I read that and I got to myself, I got myself to thinking about what would be my argument against that. And, and so this is devil's advocate. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying, think of one of the issues I think comes up in a lot of this in my mind is the, is the problem of dealing with a particular kind of transactions cost, uh, to speak like an economist for a second, which is. How do I enforce a mechanism where the four people sitting around the table we know to be from one household rather than three? Suppose, suppose a a man, a woman, and two junior juniors, uh, two children show up, but it turns out that they're from three different households. Okay, um, uh, because maybe they're out on a date, and maybe maybe one of the children actually lives with a with a divorced parent. I I, I don't know. I'm making up a story. What is is the enforcement issues in this significant enough to cause a transaction cost problem such that maybe this what you think of as a more blunt instrument might be the best you can do given all the all the enforcement issues? I don't think so because uh, in in the back of my mind, the other detail I would add is regardless of the number of. Uh, Right, you're you're relying on people being honest and uh, mm-hmm. saying, "Look, we're all from the same household." Um, I'll provide some evidence on that. Then, secondly, um, I'd I'd add a second thing for that transaction cost, which is under no circumstances can you have more than four adults. That would kind of prevent people from right. If you have a household where, like, especially now, you might have the parents and say the grandparents and the kids. Um, But um, there's also this question, and again, it's cold in Minnesota, but as Minnesotans, we think at the margin, and this time of year, one of those outdoor gas heaters is really valuable at the margin. When it's a 40 degree day, one outdoor gas heater can turn, uh, it's too cold to eat at a restaurant outside to you know, if this is the only way I can go to a restaurant, I can eat outside. Yes. And so um, I, I, I would add to the one household per table rule uh, a much more enforceable transaction thing, which is no more than four adults per table to start with. And what I observed, because I did some thinking at the margin, and I actually probably went out to eat for meals that I otherwise would not have gone out to eat for meals by myself because I knew this restriction would be in place for four days and did what economists call intertemporal substitution. And what yes. I observed is um, uh, just the announcement that the restaurants were going to be closing had people really avoid the restaurants. So I wasn't normal by going out because of the restriction and like I want to enjoy something I can't make at home. Um, it looks like people really stopped going to the restaurants in the last couple of days. The bars, which may be a more likely place for transmission to happen, 
they 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 may not have had sort of the same reaction, but um, it's thinking at the margin. And one of the things I know you shared with me is at the margin, should we have the price controls that are being proposed by the Restaurant Association on delivery fees for third-party yeah. delivery companies? So let me uh, let me hold that to the next a, let's that, let's hold that to the next segment. Beat. That's a, that that letter was really provocative, and I want to talk about that. But we'll talk about the next segment: the the Minnesota restaurants and and bars and the hospitality industry more generally is asking for support from the governor's office in return for having their businesses shut down for four more weeks, which I get. I'm just going to point one thing out about the bars that I saw uh, in individual bars here in the St. Cloud area. During the shutdown last time, a lot of the bars ended up having to throw away kegs of beer that they had tapped, and then the governor puts the order in. It comes so fast that they can't get the bo- they can't uh, get the keg run out in time. Um, I saw a lot, a number of bars in our area selling one dollar tap beer, which is what, which is a tremendous deal for the kinds of beers that they're offering, because they knew in four weeks they'd have to just clear that out. And that too, to me, is not just thinking at the margin, but thinking about the fact that the once the keg is tapped, it's a sunk cost, right? So at that point. Any money you can get out of that keg is dollars to the good because otherwise you're throwing the beer away. All right. So I thought that was fascinating. I think that's why the bars may have had more people in it because the prices changed and we're inducing people to come to the bar to get very, very cheap beer. And that might be what happened last night. Uh, I haven't seen the story yet, John, but that might have been what happened in St. Paul. My guess is all the bars uh, – we're trying to empty their kegs by uh, really, really hacking the price down to, to next to nothing. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we're visiting with Professor John Spry. Economics is applied to COVID and lockdowns uh, for the hour here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings in Business 1440. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500. Yours now for half off $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Business 1440 website under half price offers or call Business 1440 now to get your Rhino truck bed liner. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. 
You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor. Well, probably maybe like a singer-dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Frustrated with your child's school progress? Then you need a half-off learning voucher from Sylvan. Get a $2,500 Sylvan learning voucher for just $1,250. Only two available. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. The hour of COVIDnomics is upon you. Your professor today, Professor John Spry, uh, professor of economics at the University of St. Thomas. Um, which campus do you work at, John? You're over at the Minneapolis campus, right? Um, well, this this year I actually am physically teaching on both campuses, and okay. I've done some online teaching, too. Uh, haven't we all? <laughs> Have it, we all. <laughs> it's just how it goes. All right, John. Let's talk about this letter. I will. I will retweet this uh, at, at in, a, in a moment. I, I tweeted it at pound KBRS to our listeners uh, here on the King Banging Show Business fourteen forty, uh, and the letter was from from. Let me go back and make sure I have properly associated this hospitality Minnesota. The Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild, uh, which means Chad the Elder will be very interested in this. Uh, the uh, Minnesota Licensed Beverage Association, the Minnesota Events Council. Um, I, I will tell you in, in full disclosure, uh, we have a hospitality and tourism program in the School of Public Affairs here at SCSU. So I know some of these industries and I actually know one of the signers of this, this letter. I do not mean to be critical of this, uh, uh, it, it, in sort of saying these guys, what's the matter with them? But I wonder if this is the best targeted information, best targeted way of providing assistance to the hospitality industry. John, if we think about it in an economics way, what is the best way for us to assist the hospitality industry? That's and I'll add to that gyms and other places that have been put on a four-week uh, uh, hiatus due to uh, the latest governor's order? Um, well, I don't think I'd want to mess with prices. So uh, delivery is still being allowed. And one of the proposals is that we need to have a price ceiling imposed by government on uh, delivery of uh, 15%. So um, uh, that seems to be uh, kind of a calculus of there are a lot more restaurant owners than owners of delivery businesses. Yep. Um, because that, that, that is a very leaky bucket to try to transfer money from delivery companies to uh, restaurant owners, and it may end up hurting uh, both parts uh, as much as it transfers money from one industry to another. Um, and then they're, they're sort of like, it kind of reminds me of a laundry list. Uh, the way I would think about this is, uh, at least off the top of my head, is to think about like tort law. If somebody does a damage to you, like uh, $5,000 worth of damage to you in a parking lot because they hit your parked car while you were in a store, then we know what the damage is, and that seems to be like a way to uh, rectify things. So if the government is hurting the sales of these businesses, um, you might want to come up with an estimate of the damage from the cost, and then the, the argument that would be made would be that we're spreading this damage around, we're really hitting these industries Obviously, uh, like big box stores aren't being 
uh, hit. Uh, universities aren't having their revenue stream ended. And so we would have kind of general taxation on everybody, including people working for government, education, and big box stores uh, to, to fund this compensation for the damages. Yeah, John, we want to make sure that we say that there's some good ideas in here. For example, I, I the, the very last bullet point, which I thought, goodness gracious, you should have just led with this because it's so good, which is create a state tax credit for food donations. There's a lot of inventory that's going to get stuck in the restaurants, and we're not going to give the kegs, the, the half the half finished kegs of beer away as a, as a donation to a food shelf. But there's lots of other things that could be donated to, you know, donated food to not just a food shelf uh, that goes direct to a household, but to uh, places like uh, like a homeless shelter, which we'll get to because we're going to talk about Bethesda, I think, uh, in the second half of this this hour. Um, uh, but uh, there's lots of things that they could do with this. Just make it a make it a fully refundable tax credit. Create, create a state tax credit. I realize that takes an act of uh, an act of the legislature, but I looked at that and my thought was, who says no to that? That just sounds that sounds good. So let me say, right? There are things in this letter that I look at and go, that's a great idea. We must we, we really should do that, okay? But I look at that one, that cap on delivery fees, and say, no, that's not a good idea. The freeze on commercial evictions on hospitality tenants, I is is basically empowers the restaurants to simply stop paying rent to the to the landlords and that's a transfer of the cost of the close down of the shutdown onto the landlords and away from the restaurant owner not a fan of that one um so we don't think as economists we don't think that those those mechanisms that shift cost onto somebody else are good but things that could just generate some benefit and where we would say, I don't know that we would use the term Pareto optimal, but we would we would say where we don't see a loser here. I think there are some ideas there that might have merit. Um, your your other thoughts on that on what the uh, rest the this, these industries, hospitality industry, has asked Governor Walls to do? Well, uh, I like the discussion of Pareto, and that's the idea. You're trying to make the pie as big as possible. And you're not trying to create uh, unintended consequences. And the first thing on the list that relief should be targeted to distress hospitality businesses, at first glance, that sounds reasonable. But when you take a look and it's saying that uh, it's targeted to businesses that have a sales reduction of 35% or more, I'm really worried that because delivery will be available, this means that some restaurants that maybe with delivery would only lose 25 or 30 percent of their sales if you had a program that, that only provides the benefits to com- the companies that lose 35 percent of their sales don't you think that's going to actually discourage economic activity as people yeah, try to does. get over that hurdle great point and so that seems poor that seems uh poorly designed um and then there's also, obviously, this is restaurants, but you can think about uh, fitness f- facilities. And the one thing I thought was also a, an example from our last segment of something poorly designed is we have a blanket shutdown of all the pools and gyms in the state, including college campuses. And, mm-hmm. again, it's an empirical data thing, and I don't have 100% confidence in what I'm saying, but I think I'm right. We may be spreading the virus by closing down the pools and gyms on college campuses, because if we kept the pools and gyms on college campuses open, but just for the people from that college, like the students on campus, that makes the the selling of the idea this week of stay on campus, don't go home because you might spread the virus from one group of people to another group of people, an easier thing. And there there just isn't a lot of evidence that people going to gyms and pools on college campuses with the same pool, pool, no pun intended, of students and employees of that one university is really spreading the virus. And I'm afraid that we've made it less desirable to stay on campus 
and that you really have to think through all the ways that people respond to insults. Yeah, I, I, John, I fully agree. And guess guess what? That conversation happened and happened uh, in an in on a on a uh, Zoom call uh, this week uh, here in at SESU, uh, where we are keeping our 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 dining facility open, even though they're our dining plan does not include the, the Thanksgiving weekend. We're simply keeping it open and we're going to pay, pay our, our vendor to, to keep feeding our students who stay on campus. There's a, a free Thanksgiving dinner being provided to any student on camp who lives on campus or off campus. Show your ID and you get food, you get, you get Turkey and all the trimmings uh, basically trying to encourage them to stay. But yes, it would, would it help if we could have kept the gym open? Absolutely. Um, um, I've actually asked, hey, what about running an esports tournament? Uh, let people uh, play FIFA 21 uh, for uh, for the weekend and have them play in a tournament. Wouldn't that be fun? And maybe that would encourage a few people to stick around too. Um, I, I, th- these are all great ideas, and it's really interesting because it's just that little bit extra. I think the point you're making, John Spry, is is important that that. No matter how much you try, these executive orders end up being blunt instruments that you then have to tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak, uh, which is what we saw last spring. And I think we're going to see it again over the next week or two. We're going to see these tweaks as people go, oh, yeah, you know what? We probably shouldn't be closing the college gyms. And mark my words, it's not going to be because you and I talked about it here on Business 1440, but mark my words, that conversation has gone up to the, gone up to the front lines, and probably has uh, a few uh, university presidents saying, "Are you sure you want to close our gym?" Uh, because right, and um, and 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 for every time you think you've got this figured out, another exception is going to show up. And I think, John, I think the biggest issue here is it erodes the confidence people have in leadership in its government because it can't think these things through it can't because no one has enough information it's the old hayekian information problem that you and i have talked about time and again All right. and 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 the the other thing i've been amazed um is there are some things where i would like to take have the government be taking more steps uh uh one of the things we've learned is that the uh, professional sports leagues, particularly the NBA, have learned how to run a bubble to protect people because they had so much money at stake. And that's similar to what you're telling me St. Cloud State University is doing, is if you're a big institution like the NBA or St. Cloud State University, you start internalizing some externalities. And even though mm-hmm. a virus is a textbook example of an external cost, because you may impose a huge cost on somebody else by being in contact with them and spreading it to them, um, if you have a large community, St. Cloud State probably is thinking they're saving money by giving the free meals, um, both because um, – for. Uh, Students aren't going to be at home to bring the virus back home as much from their their home to the campus if they're able to stay. And, and I'm somebody that I looked at it with my family, and I canceled my airplane ticket for Thanksgiving dinner yep. because of the current virus situation. And um, so what I would really love to see us do is to do – NBA pro sports style bubbles for our long term care facilities. Where Absolutely. hang on, can you hang on to that? Can you hang on to that, yes, John? Because we got to take. A, we got. Let's let's take that. Let's take the break right here, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about it. what are we going to do? Long term care facilities. We're losing maybe eighty percent of our. I don't know what the percentage is, John. We'll look it up during the break. What what share of our deaths from COVID have been in long term care facilities? What could we do to do that better? We'll figure that out right after this. We're going to solve all the world's problems here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. 
not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. The Business VIP Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take a family vacation, put in a pool, or help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Business VIP Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Is your pressure washer well-maintained and in safe working order? From the burner to the pump, a good pressure washer is designed to work well and be safe to operate. Worn hoses, scale buildup, and unloaders out of adjustment are all safety concerns. Give us a call today to find out what we can do for you. Buy local, buy quality, visit AmericanPressure.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440, the hour of COVIDnomics with Professor John Spry joining me this hour. So we've tried to help people figure out how to run the restaurants, and now we're going to turn our attention to something that's far more concerning to many of us, which is what's happening with our long-term care facilities. Just before the break, John and I talked about, you know, the fact that we create bubbles. Our family is a bubble. Uh, and and you can and that's a small one. Some some places have enough ability to create larger bubbles. The NBA or a university campus could be thought of as a bubble. And the question that we, we left John with uh, was thinking about a long-term care facility and treating it like a bubble. So John, I'm going to just set that. I hope I've set that up appropriately and have you take it there. And if I didn't, just turn it in whatever direction you want to go. Uh, yeah, so in keeping with our theme of incremental uh, thinking, marginal thinking, just trying to do a little bit better, what could we tweak? Um, we're getting more testing. Our My university, the University of St. Thomas, um, had two days of testing that tested just probably under 2,000 people uh, in one week. And so that that's that's. That's a lot of testing capacity. We're seeing more, uh, if people aren't familiar with this, um, you can go to the Minnesota Department of Health website, and around the state, more and more sites are opening up, uh, like at the convention center in Minneapolis, but but in regional centers, um, in rural communities, where you can go and make an appointment on the Internet and get a free test. 
And what I'd like to see us use our testing capacity for is to create a bubble around our long-term care facilities, uh, meaning that the people in them, uh, with by kind of following the, the pro sports, they would get tested regularly. And um, they could also, to, to maximize the use of the tests, uh, do something I've talked about with my colleague, Kathy Combs. And she's good at math, so we've talked about some of the math. And um, basically, you get more tests if you do pool testing. So if you test um, maybe 50 people and you run it through the machine and it comes back negative, then you don't have to individually test 49 people. Um, if it does come back positive, then um, you, 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 you subsample. And it's a way of just using math to uh, get you more tests than you physically have, the ability to test more people. And so you could use pool testing that would help expand our capacity and uh, test the long-term care facility, uh, not just the residents, but the workers. And I'd be willing to pay the taxes because this is people's lives, and this seems to be like a really good thing for government to do, um, whether it's using hotels or uh, um, just paying people to live in their basement and not even be near the rest of their family, um, that, that kind of like people going to the Dakotas to work in the oil fields for like a 10-day shift and then having time off, the workers could get tested, uh, make sure that they're not positive, they enter the bubble, we provide them with extra compensation for the hardship of, of being in the bubble, and they might work like longer shifts at the long-term care facility while they're on, they continue to get tested. Everybody in that long-term care facility is part of a regime of sports-like testing. And the idea is, if you're like 100, it's getting close to 50-50 if you can survive a COVID-19 infection. Yes. Um, yes. These are the people in our society I want to treat with the most protection and until a virus, uh, a vaccine comes along for the virus, uh, this kind of testing, we know it has worked because it's worked in the pro sports. And I think our uh, elderly and disabled are also va valuable people. And um, it's just thinking, I think we know how to do this. And I think we have the testing capacity. Maybe we couldn't do it to all long-term facilities all at once. But we should be able to be, start rolling this out and announcing we are rolling out bubble protection uh, with with massive testing at our our maybe our biggest long term care facilities or the ones just the ones that are the highest priority and get it to more and more. And this is again kind of thinking at the margin how to do better. Yes, and yeah, I, think I think that would be. A great, a great improvement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that in fact this is uh, this this is probably one of the more frustrating parts parts of this. One of the technologies that we, I mean, we're all focused on vaccines, and that's great. But I, our our focus on testing, I think, has been has been far less rigorous, and there are lessons to learn. I mean, I mean, the NBA example is a good one. As I understand it, John, part of the issue there is that the NBA bought these test kits. Indeed, I don't know if you saw this story, but um, the test kits that have been used by the NBA, uh, one of the the owner of the Golden State Warriors, Joe Lacob, offered to the city of San Francisco, "We will use that test kit with everybody that comes into our facility." If we can put 50% of people in the seats with social distance and we test them with a 15-minute turnaround time, we will do it for the 36 home games this season, which would have put out, based on my guess, if they filled at 50% capacity, that's offering to do over 300,000 tests of citizens um, on a 15-minute basis. And 
That's not even doing the pooled example that you've given us. That would have given each one of them their own 15-minute strip because I don't think they can do the pooled with the strip as opposed to like with a saliva test. Um, is it a problem with turnaround time? Is it, is it a technological problem or is it just an unwillingness to think clearly or trying to figure out who's going to pay for it? Where do you see the barrier being? Because it seems to make so much sense. Um, I've been following Paul Romer on Twitter, uh, the Nobel mm-hmm. Prize winner for economic growth. And he thinks it's sort of a, a breakdown of political institutions, to say it very politely, that are, yeah. are, uh, are, are, we talk about market failures a lot. There also are political failures or public choice failures. And this seems to be one where um, the, the political system probably hasn't worked as well here as it has in, say, South Korea or Japan. Um, I and so I, I would say it probably is a public choice failure. Yeah, and that's really a shame because it seems to me that, that – that... I mean, they keep reporting the data. I mean, I, I and those of you that have listened a long time to the NAR and remember Scott Johnson long, long ago being one of the original Northern Alliance Radio Network members over at Powerline Blog. Uh, uh, Scott has been reporting on the daily briefings given by uh, the Minnesota Department of Health, and I think this, and has always highlighted this particular problem with long-term care facilities, and the numbers like two-thirds of the deaths that have happened are in long-term care facilities, even though they probably represent about 20% of the infections. Uh, 20%, probably probably a much smaller number, that maybe 10%. But, but, you know, it's just so deadly to go through there. So why not focus on that particular space and flood the zone of long-term care facilities with this, this testing technology that we know works? It, 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 it kind of doesn't. Uh, You know, it kind of doesn't work. And I I know Don just uh, tweeted uh, at Twitter to both of us, it's not the residents, it's the staff. Well, same happened with the NBA, right? Uh, And the easy, and the easy, that's staff. Those are players. It's also the, the, the workers who are working in the hotels. And they all were in the NBA because it was in their financial interest to do so, gave them all the daily testing. It's not the technology that's the problem. Okay, and I wanted John to say it because I didn't want to be the one to say it. It's not a technological problem. It's a it's a who's going to pay problem. It's a political will problem. It's a public choice problem. John, let's take one more break. We'll be back to finish up the hour of COVIDnomics with Professor John Spry from the University of St. Thomas. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. <music> Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings instant cash and huge savings plus there are no realtor fees no listing fees and no repair costs just cash in your hands for that painful property they're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month so take advantage of this cash offer and call quick cash offer now 800-775-4514 800-775-4514 that's 800-775-4514 Hey, you know, Christmas is coming. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I already have my toques hung by the chimney with care, eh? Well, I got the best Christmas present for my family this year. I'm going to be the hero. Oh, you always outdo me, and I end up with eggnog on my face. So what are you doing so I can keep up with you, eh? I got one of the brand new Arctic spas from Premier Pool and Spa. They're delivering it next week. This one is all the bells and whistles, the latest technology, so we don't have to do a thing, eh? But relax and enjoy the hot water. 
Hey, they got a sale going on or anything? They're doing all kinds of deals with the ones on the floor, and they also have a free Christmas slide upgrade. Whatever's best for you. Oh, and they can deliver before Christmas? They are still taking orders to build them and deliver them before Christmas. So visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. Think you can't afford life insurance? Think again. You might be surprised at how affordable it can be. 80% of Americans overestimate the cost of life insurance. Maybe it's time to swap a few small expenses for some big peace of mind. Life insurance can protect what matters most, and it's the right thing to do. Let's talk today. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. Well, that's an interesting choice. King Bang Show, Business 1440, Wyatt going a little... That's that's an interesting stretch. <laughs> anyway, we're visiting during the hour of COVIDnomics with uh, Professor John Spry from the University of St. Thomas. John and I were both trained uh, in graduate school in public finance, uh, and... Um, John writes in the field. I really don't. My work's always been in that intersection between fiscal and monetary policy and how fiscal policy affects uh, the, the central bank. Um, and that's not that. And John has been more of a traditional uh, uh, public finance guy. So I wanted to get him on for the also for this particular question. Yesterday, John Delaney, uh, former congressman, uh, serial entrepreneur, uh, pretty rich guy um actually i think he was if i remember right he was like a second tier candidate for president in 2020 that you know made made a little bit of noise in 2019 and disappeared from the scene even before the first primary um post this tweet pay everyone fifteen hundred dollars to get the vaccine it's a stimulus check and a big vaccine incentive rolled into one uh, result, more people get vaccine. It saves lives, helps people financially, and the $400 billion pays for itself with economic boost from ending the pandemic. Retreat, if you agree, vaccine stimulus. John, when I took public finance from Craig Stubblebine at Claremont back in the early 1980s, he was my professor, and I still, I still revere uh, Professor Stubblebine. Um, he used to give us the, uh, a case, and I think it's taught in most public finance classes, where You've got you're on an island with a deadly virus running through and you have a limited number of vaccines to distribute. That's going to be our situation in December, assuming that FDA approves this vaccine. And I still don't get why it takes three weeks. But what's the best way to get the vaccine out there? Should we should we use uh, stimulus checks to do that? Should we just make sure that the healthcare workers get done first? I saw a suggestion in the Wall Street Journal that teachers should get done right after the healthcare workers so we can get the kids back to school. As an economist who thinks at the margin, what's the best answer for distributing, particularly the first hundred million doses of the vaccine? Um, well, the one thing I know about this vaccine is most of these vaccines are two doses. So to get the, the Im- Im- immune response, you have to get the vaccine. And I think there is... Uh, for at least the Pfizer one, I believe uh, several weeks that you're going to have to wait to get the second one. I think it's four, uh, John. Four weeks. Um, so four right. Weeks, yes. So um, uh, uh, you, you have this problem of uh, you you have to match these up. Um, one of the things that maybe comes up in the class is uh, do you use a price mechanism to allocate the the uh, vaccines, and also one one of the things with receiving the uh, 
Because I think what, what Delaney is thinking about is there's an external benefit. If you get vaccinated uh, and it's effective, it doesn't just protect you, uh, but with all externalities, it's a mutual problem. It's one person has some action that affects another person. So once I'm vaccinated, I'm protected, but people I come into contact with are protected. But even more, if I, re- if I remember the math right, people I don't physically come into contact with receive a benefit from me being vaccinated because of the way it reduces the spread of the virus or maybe keeps them from getting it altogether because I would have potentially spread it to somebody I was in contact with who would have then spread it to somebody else. It's like a a chain reaction. And by having people vaccinated, uh, it's like uh, control rods of carbon to stop a chain reaction. Um, So you could use a price. But I have to say, um, the other thing is the people who get first, they may be like, ooh, I get it first, I get that benefit. I like reserving the, the any payment for getting vaccinated to people that are getting it sort of towards the end of the vaccine list. And that, ha- that, that actually acts as a price, just like you could charge a really high price and say, we, these vaccines are scarce. We're going to charge $1,000 to get them now. Another way, and I'll, I, I, I never had this in my class, so you can tell me if I'm wrong, is in the current situation, one way to implicitly charge a, a price to get the vaccine early is to say, look, the people that have to wait and are in, are in the last half of people getting a vaccine, uh, when those vaccines are made for you, then we'll give you a payment both to encourage you to get the vaccine, but also as compensation because you didn't get it in the first tier. Because if they got a positive, if they if they got COVID, they wouldn't come in for the vaccine, so they would not get the check. Oh, or, or John, that's uh, what, what, what are, <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 I'm, I'm doing this on the fly and I never did this and I didn't never did this problem in class, but I I would think the way I would do it is, um, and with part of the operation warp speed and, uh, economists like Alex Tabarak at marginal revolution and a whole group of economists were doing, I think a heroic service by saying very early on, let's have the government pay all the vaccine manufacturers to ramp up the supply chain of the vaccine, even if it doesn't get approved, because we'd rather have, I'm just making up numbers, 10 inventories of as much vaccine ready to go, even if it turns out eight of them are busts like the Herschel Walker trade, and only right. two of them are, are good picks like John, thanks so much. We got to go. Player. Thank you for thank you for your time today. Stay on the line for us. I want to talk to you after the show. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. King Banyan Show, Business fourteen forty. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're Term Provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or on prescription medications, you may still qualify for half a million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote by calling Term Provider at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-555-2085 or visit termprovider.com. Termprovider.com. Want to give a truly unique gift at half the regular price? It's a hot air balloon ride at treetop level across the St. Croix River Valley. The memory becomes sweeter knowing you paid half the regular price through this special radio offer. 
flow quietly along somewhere between the lush green earth below and wide open expanse of the blue sky above. To purchase a private ride for two from Stillwater Balloons at half off the regular price, go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and Half Price Offers, or call the station now. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Get a great gift for the truck owner in your life for half price from Rhino Linings in Business 1440. Tough Grip Rhino Lining is recognized as the world's number one spray-on truck bed liner. Regular price $500. Yours now for half off $250. It's the perfect gift for the hunter, fisherman, landscaper, any truck owner on your list. There are a limited number available. Find details on the Business 1440 website under half price offers or call Business 1440 now.